I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello there, Radio Land. It's 2020, and you're listening to the home of smooth jazz. I'm your host, Ethan Palmer. James is joining me. Hit us with the jazz there, James. James. Oh, yeah. So smooth. And Peter with the triangle. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) New year, new me, but I'm still tone deaf. Yeah, and still a triangle. Still a triangle. (laughs) Some things never change. Some things never change. My favorite jazz artist is Crazy Frog or Scatman. Ding, 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 ding. Ba, ba. Ba, 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 wee, wee, wee. Yeah. Just to quote Crazy Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I want a shirt that just has the, the quote in like 2003 or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The, the Crazy Frog saith. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas or your other holiday. It's Lore Boys. Mm-hmm. E-bombs 316 saith. Ba ba bomb wee wee wee. <laughs> ring ding 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 ding. Yeah. Ring ding 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Ethan Palmer. Uh, that was a long winded intro, but uh, you should be used to it by now. We've been doing this for, we're going into our third year, fourth year. We're going to be three in May. Something like that. We're turning three. Yay. Buy us whiskey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm teething and it hurts. I have no idea when children go grow teeth. Uh, it, th- before they start drinking whiskey, because the whiskey is. Teeth is a gateway drug. Yeah, gateway I think. Liquor. Oh, I thought you gave them whiskey to grow teeth. They think they oh, grow maybe. their second set of teeth around like seven to ten, right? Or twelve? I don't know. Could be when your kids start losing teeth. I don't know. Hey Siri, I always thought they had two rows, and then just the front ones fall out. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah that's what happens. Okay, but maybe they do it all at once. I don't know. Son oh, of a bitch! You woke oh, Siri up. <laughs> Sorry, Siri. <laughs> Go away. Uh, I forgot that you actually had a Siri. Yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh, you won't shut up now. Oh, well, this is Peter doomed. Peter, she's a bit she's a bit intrusive, honestly. <laughs> okay, so believe it or not, this is a lore podcast where we're talking about nerdy stuff. You can tell from the title of the episode that this is probably about Dungeons and Dragons and not us talking about to Siri uh, for the whole episode. Stop saying her name. <laughs> well, hey Siri, when was Crazy Frog released? No, no, no. I don't know See, she, she doesn't, doesn't listen know. to you. Yeah, she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't care about you. I don't know if she'd pick, nope. I don't know if she'd pick up. If you say her name three times in the mirror, then an iPhone comes to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you have to say it backwards, so it's Iris, Iris, Iris. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have a voice that makes AIs go crazy, if you know what I mean. Last time I was on a space shuttle, almost the whole crew got killed. Um, so welcome to the show, everybody. It's 2020, the year of zany intros, apparently. Yep. Um, sorry for taking last week off. Uh, thanks for everyone who's been consistent in the Discord, reaching out to us. You know, you, you guys make the holidays you know who you are. a home. We got uh, new friendos coming in too. It's every day, yeah. The, oh, and uh, hello in Switzerland to us, uh, one of our new uh, followers on Facebook as well. Yeah, hello, sure. hello. I lurk every single one of you, so I can give you a personalized and creepy thank you. Yeah, <laughs> hello Switzerland, hello Swiss man, uh, <laughs> or woman, or non-binary. Uh, pretty obviously a dude. Okay, hello Swiss man. 
Um, welcome to the show. Or a Swiss Miss. Uh, or a Swiss Miss. So, uh, you can probably tell from the title of the episode, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we're going to talk about the Eberron setting specifically. Uh, this is kind of a request. Was it? Sort of. I requested myself write it. Saucy mentioned Eberron on Twitter. Oh, it's possible, yeah. Which may have planted the seed. It could have. Also, in our work secret Santa, I got the new Eberron Rising from the Last War book as a present. Oh, oh sick. That's, that's a nice, thoughtful present. It was a nice, thoughtful present because the gift limit was 50 Canadian dollars, and the book is about 68 before tax Canadian dollars. Oh, shit. How did uh, they get a deal, I wonder? Uh, they didn't, but <laughs> it was... They broke the rules? It was the department head. Oh. It was like the highest up in the whole secret Santa who got me. So she was like, yeah, I don't have to listen to this stupid rule. It was a test. She wanted you to give it back to say no. This Give me something <laughs> under $50. Uh, Rules are in place for a reason. Yeah, no, and exactly. I thought I told you guys this, but she also listened to one of our episodes where we talked about, it was, I guess, our last D&D episodes, and we talked about the books where a woman fucks dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so she's like, I listened to your podcast, and I heard about women fucking dinosaurs. I was like, mm, great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we may have mentioned this before. Yeah, I mean, I own one of those books. Yeah. I got uh, T-Rex Trouble on Amazon for 99 cents. Yeah. Tyrannosaurus Sex. So yeah. listen to what our... It might have been... I think it was Magic the Gathering, actually. Yeah. I think it was the uh, the Amon Ket ones where we talked about Ixalan also because mm. uh, there was dinosaurs in that. That would make sense. And, and naturally, I would go like, I, we should fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Some, somebody should fuck those. Somebody so. should fuck those dinosaurs. Maybe they'd be less angry. Yeah. Dinosaurs <laughs> not going to fuck themselves. Uh, they yeah. can fuck each other, but that's no good. <laughs> no. So uh, we're talking about Eberron today. Cool. Uh, do you guys have any knowledge about Eberron? I'm sure I've mentioned to you guys before, but you might not remember. Funnily enough... Uh, I may have seen the book you were given when I went to Chapters to buy gifts for my mom. She wanted crossword puzzles for Christmas. Okay. And I remember seeing Eberron. You can get those in the newspaper, the dude. book. <laughs> yeah, you chump. Yeah, well, I went out behind Chapters and just took a bunch of their newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> the same newspaper 50 times. I gave her 50, 50 the, the same, same crossword. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't sped up in completing it either. Yeah. She's just <laughs> completely I think happy. you've discovered a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of like steampunky. I, I remember reading that on Twitter as well, that it's kind of like steampunky. They have like Victorian era technology mixed with fantasy shit. Yeah, it's maybe a little post-Victorian era. It's kind of like post-World uh, War One. Okay, so... So it's are, like 1920s era. Are uh, street urchins still a legitimate unpaid labor force? Yeah, yeah, totally. There's Good. like factories, there's, you know, skyscrapers, there's uh, airships um powered by magic obviously uh magic is still a thing so all the regular D tropes are present um but the book that i got the latest publication from wizards of the coast the makers of dungeons and dragons don't say their name too loud they'll sue us <laughs> or they'll sponsor us who knows uh, oh yeah wizards of the coast i summon thee for sponsorship three times in a mirror yeah, yeah right. <laughs> gotta, say it, gotta say it backwards though yeah fuck <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no one kills you you just have to pay royalties yeah <laughs> um the, the the last book that they published is called eberron rising from the last war the last war being like the great war world war one how war do you one? spell this eben eberron is e-b-r e-b-e-r-r-o-n has there okay. been a Bimeo Bame set in Eberron? Eberin. Uh, I not that I know of, but I'm gonna say maybe. It's probably. A, I think it was first published in 2002 to 2004. Okay. So like D and D video games kind of had a heyday in the 90s, yeah. and kind of slumped in the early aughts, and then have kind of been making a resurgence in the last like five years or so. <laughs> There's probably a Mountain Blade mod about it. 
Yeah, exactly. Probably. Um, Everyone just took the, the the way that you play by using numbers and rolling and stuff, and then just made other stories with it. Yeah, and, essentially. Yeah, although it's not D and D specific, it influences just about everything we play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the it's the exact same rules as D and D with some like variant options for this new setting. Mm -hmm. So um, much like so, Faerun and the Sword Coast is like your traditional high fantasy D and D. That you talk about when you talk about Waterdeep or Baldur's Gate, uh, that's set in Faerun. Sating your kids, Dritz Duerden, Satan. Yeah, Dritz Duerden. I'm pretty sure is set in Faerun. Okay. So like you can save your, you can sell your kids for for to a devil to the devil Asmodeus in Eberron because like Asmodeus is still the king of devils. Asmodeus, 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 ruler of the nine house. Asmodeus. Yeah. Um. There's the there's Ravenloft, which is like kind of spooky, noir, mystery, intrigue. Sounds very. Uh... Uh, Eberron is also also has a lot of like pulp fiction noir aspects to it, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, there's spell there was Spelljammer, which we've covered. Yes, we did was, do Spelljammers. Yeah. Uh, there's multiple worlds, and you can kind of fly between the planes on like ships that can travel to Flodiston. A dame walks in with real long legs into my office on this night of all nights. <laughs> she had eight long legs because she was a spider monster. She was a spider monster. <laughs> I killed her with my sword. <laughs> my trusty orc companion. Can I help you, little lady? <laughs> Putting like lipstick on her spider fangs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of. I'll never forget what she said to me. <laughs> 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 Watching a lot of Who's Line, and that's a, a segment on Who's Line. Okay, do a film noir about, and then they ask oh, yeah. the audience. And wow. you guys, oh, you, you could have done it about way, sliders. Way, right to, way to blow the top off the fact that this is all just rehashed Who's Line bits. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> this yeah. entire show, Jamie. That show hasn't aged well, by the way. I've been like watching the it. They do one? a lot of things. Like, there's one segment where it's like, okay, oh. you're Chinese and you're Japanese. Now speak. So they just basically make yeah. noises that sound like they might be Chinese, uh -huh. but they don't know how to speak Chinese. Uh -huh. And then someone interprets it. Yep. They did a whole bit about, uh, all right, uh, you're Suicide Man. So now <laughs> it's like you're a superhero, but your power is suicide. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, a ridiculous premise for a superhero. But it wouldn't fly on, on television today, I don't think. Well, one, if it was on TV, no one would watch it. It would probably survive on Netflix. Though. Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, Whose Line was late night. I think it came on at like 11. So like, yeah, racial stereotypes probably wouldn't fly today, but I think the Suicide Man might. Yeah, I don't know. it's a touchy subject. Uh, though. A lot of funny stuff. Apparently, also some problematic stuff. So, well, that's all. That's the past for you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, That'll be this much. in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's not act like we're with it. Let's not cast the first stone. No, no. <laughs> no we all live in a glass house. Uh -huh. So, um, like Peter said, Eberron is a sort of steampunk post World War One edition of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, featuring magic-powered airships, mechanical war-forged heroes, rail systems, cities featuring towering skyscrapers, and long-lasting dynastic families of lines who hold what are called dragon marks. Ooh! So it's like you could be there's like five uh, noble houses, uh, and they all like possess a dragon mark from. A time long past, cool. and this gives them divine right to rule. Are is they all different colors? Uh, they're different marks. They're different, like, symbols. Probably different colors, too. Are they etched into the members of the family? Yeah, so, like, you you have the, the latent ability to, like, make it show on your palm oh, okay. if you're of this dynasty. So you can, flash, you can flash your ID, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Or you're, like, yeah. wake up really late at night and you can't find your way to the bathroom. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah shine, shine the light ahead of you. It's basically, a, a, like, a phone flashlight. Yeah. Okay. It's like they're like, hey, prove you're a Habsburg, and you just, like, let your giant fat tongue spill out of your yeah, mouth and drool, and drool all over your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> try and swallow and fail. Like, uh, oh. Then use your club foot to drag yourself through security. Yeah. Just like, ah, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Sorry, the Habsburgs are notoriously, a little bit of real world lore for you, notoriously inbred. Uh-huh. They, yeah. They, they started a huge war in Europe. Uh, in the 17th century, I think? Oh, yeah. I'm not that smart. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> That's knowledgeable, not smart, right? Or, sure. Yep. Yeah. We'll call it that. Definitely not smart me, so... Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> so, uh, disclaimer, I've taken a few liberties in blending um, the more interesting aspects from various editions. So, uh, Eberron uh, started with 3.5. Okay. Um, like, towards the end of 3.5. Um, so, it had established lore, then 4th edition kind of changed that. 5th edition has mostly fallen back to uh, 3.5, but it's not as fleshed out. So, there's some stuff which is like... It's from 3.5, but I'm assuming it still applies to 5th edition. Okay. Uh, and, you know, 4th edition has some cool stuff, too. So Some kind of custom canon here on the Lore Boys. Exactly. I wish we had a name for it. Jamie, Oops. quickly. Um... <laughs> Dead air, man. Dead air. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Dun- <laughs> I think that might be taken, but we'll follow up. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I have the episode split into uh, three parts, three ages of Eberron. We're basically doing uh, creation myth and uh, ancient histories leading up to uh, like the starting rule of what's called what we'll call the common races. So, like humans or elves Elf or dwarf. orcs or dwarves or, or gnomes foot or, or potato sack. Yes, or foot potato sack. Um, Footy potato sack is another one. Sorry. Bicycle. That's it's a, like no, a half elf. Yeah, the three-legged race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three-legged, yeah. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The cornhole toss. Um, <laughs> yeah. What? Ah. Cornhole. I know, but it sounds gross when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you look at me and you think dirty thoughts, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Do not lie. Uh, a lot of tension here. <laughs> Uh, Jamie and I haven't seen each other for like two and a half weeks. We're oh, that's like, true. Yeah. We're bursting with sexual tension right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start with the age of, who wants to take a guess? Sigmar. Creation. See, I thought you guys might say dungeons, and I would say, no, we're actually going to skip dungeons. Age straight, of dragons. Straight to age of dragons. Ah. <laughs> oh. So uh, at the beginning of time, there were three great dragons known as the progenitor dragons. Siberus, the dragon above, Kyber, the dragon below, and Eberron, the, the dragon, dragon between. Can you say them again? Cyberus, yeah, the dragon above. Cyberus above. Kyber, the dragon below. Kyber below, and Eberron, the dragon between. Eberron okay. in the middle. Eberron in the middle. Uh, there's a mummy daddy, a mummy dragon, and a daddy dragon, and another mummy dragon. It's okay, sick. girl, girl, boy. Uh, Lucky for him. Cyberus is the boy. Kyber and Eberron are girls. Okay, so boy dragon is, is sky dragon. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, and this is this is <laughs> pitchy ex-wife is, is hell dragon five. F- this is fifth edition canon. It uh, was never established. Okay, okay. So the glass anyway. ceiling somewhere between the middle and the top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, somewhere between somewhere between the mortal realm and heaven. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I say heaven, but that's not entirely true. Um, it's not necessarily like good aligned, uh, bad aligned, but we'll get into it because that's also kind of a fourth edition thing. And I tried to, I tried to not include the fourth edition stuff so much, not only because it wasn't the most popular edition, but also because I found it, I don't know, just it muddied the waters a bit. Okay. Where three point five and fifth edition seem to, like, run along parallel lines a lot. Fourth edition strayed more. Uh, so these three cosmic dragons, Jamie, their names: Silberis. Nope. Um. Ebon Rock, no, <laughs> and Kaiba. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> nailed it, buddy. Uh, so these these three are the forces that would come to shape Eberron and all the realms which it crosses. 
So these cosmic dragons work together to create 13 planes of reality with each plane embodying a particular concept. Okay, Skiergamore. Yeah, uh, yeah. Potsnicker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> or those the, Grilla, the uh, Yule Lads. Yeah. That's the, okay, last episode. our last episode, the Christmas episode. Yeah. Well, not Christmas, it's a holidays episode, I guess. Yeah, it came out on the 27th. Yeah. So uh, these very depend. These uh, realms vary uh, depending on which edition you're playing uh, with fourth edition containing one additional plane. Uh, which I didn't like so much because like you have thirteen. That's like a ooh special number. Fourteen? Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's yeah. not even prime. Uh, but the it, it can it for the fourth edition can, uh, included the plane uh, Bator the Nine Hells. So it included the canonical Nine Hells from uh, Dungeons and Dragons with Asmodeus uh, being the king of the Nine Hells. Oh, okay. That so that's stuff. how he came back in here. Yeah, exactly. So, Asmodon isn't Asmodon? I feel like there's a he's Diablo. Diablo. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I think it's an actual like Latin devil or demon. Deus is uh, Deus Latin is, for God. God. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think it's like Lucifer or the devil is yeah. like Asmodeus. It, okay. It's kind of like um, like Belphegor yeah. or like things like that. Bahamut yeah. is is like a mythological thing. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the thirteen realms, and I don't. The 13 Planes of Reality. I don't expect you guys to remember these. I just think they're fun to list. Okay. Uh, so there's Danvi, the perfect order. So the plane of very straight and straight lines and perfect corners. It's a checkerboard. Yeah, exactly. Unsafe for babies. A lot of sharp corners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dalkor, the region of dreams, which is the only other realm we'll really talk about. Okay. Uh, Dulur, the realm of the dead. Fernia, the sea of fire. Ir... Irian, the, Etern- <laughs> the Eternia. That sounds terrible. <laughs> the, the Sea of Fire. So, um, well, let me let me read through them, and I'll, I'll get into it a bit more. But there's Irian, the Eternal Day. Kithri, the Churning Chaos. Lamania, the Twilight Forest. Mabar, the Endless Night. Rizia, the Plain of Ice. Shavarath, the Battleground. Syriana, Sirania, the Azure Sky. Thalanus, the Fairy Court, and Zoriat, the Realm of Madness. I want Fairy Court. That's you, where I want to live. You got it, dude. You, that's it's like essentially the Feywild. Okay. So the very, Feywild, yeah, very dangerous. Um, really, but the other ones sound worse. Churning chaos, Jesus Christ! I don't know. The Twilight Forest sounds okay. I mean, I like a fixer upper. Twilight Forest, dude. This probably like the Perfect Order sounds kind of nice. No, it sounds that, like a, it a, sounds kind of bureaucratic re- nightmare. Yeah, like, it does yeah. sound kind of religious. <laughs> Is, I got like a Crusader vibe from that one. Sounds boring. Okay, what about the yeah. Region of Dreams? Region of Dreams, cool, but like way too impermanent. Like I don't know what I'm getting there. That's all. true. I'll take, yeah. I'll take the Twilight Forest. Uh, you know, you could probably ride a giant butterfly to work or something. <laughs> what about the Azure Skies? <laughs> Imagine working a desk job, but you ride a giant butterfly to yeah. get there. I'd, I'd love that. What about the Azure Sky? That's yeah. just like blue skies for the rest That of one life. sounded yeah. nice, but I can't fly. Okay. Well, technically, you could fall forever if it's just a sky. That's basically flying. Does it loop back in on itself? I don't mm. know. I don't have these answers for you or the listeners. Uh, tweet at us if you if you take time to Google it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah it's probably not a good idea to decide where you want to live based on three words. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> churning chaos. Nope, past that. One. Yeah, terror so, lake. <laughs> so with Kaibar being below and Siberius uh, being above and Eberron being in the middle, they all kind of have realms associated with them in fourth edition. Uh, the elemental chaos is uh, the below. So Kyber controls like the Sea of Fire and the Plane of Ice and like elemental forces. Okay, cool. Sea of Fire. What you wouldn't do for a nice cold glass of milk in that area, right? Yeah. It spoils so fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Boiled milk, please. I guess people do that, though. Danny used to microwave. My old roommate used to microwave his milk before bed. Well, that's, yeah. yeah warm milk is a thing for babies. It's yeah. apparently, and people find it comforting. Yeah. And <laughs> also for Danny. You simulate the titty with the microwave. Exactly. <laughs> 
Do, do microwaves be titties? <laughs> Find out next episode. Fellas, have we been doing this all wrong? I mean, it technically, when you move out, it kind of can replace a parent. Yeah. Because yeah. it cooks for you if you're unskilled. Mm-hmm. It warms your milk if it's... you are not currently breastfeeding when you move out of your house. <laughs> it'll, it'll softly sing you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you can't put metal inside of it? Yeah. 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 Uh, so... With the first 13 realms completed, the progenitor dragon set out to create the last, the material plane. So this was the realm where the ideas of the other planes could manifest and take physical form. It would be a realm that could know, that could know fire and ice, war and peace, light and dark. Somehow yeah. these two things need to coexist. Yeah, exactly. They're, really, they're like, well, it's great we got fire, but I got to go all the way to another plane just to get some ice. No. That's a bitch. You yeah, know? that is really annoying. That's really annoying. And so, they saw an elegant kitchen in a Sears catalog, and they saw an oven next to a fridge, and they were like, I've got it. Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> How did they do that? <laughs> go to this realm here. <laughs> so they, they're like, okay, let's make, a, let's make a mortal realm then. You know, let's make a material plane where all this stuff can coexist. Right. So the three progenitor dragons would work together to build this final plane. Both- okay, so they haven't had like some kind of fucked up war yet where one of their carcasses is used as like some sort of spaceship. But one of them <laughs> fuck, coveted coveted it far more than the others. Was it Kyron? Which one? Cruel Kyber. Kyber. In her, in her zeal, sought ultimate control over this new reality. Shortly after the plane was completed, she attacked Cybaris, laying into him with a ferocity the other dragon could not match. Kyber would tear Cybaris apart, sending pieces of him flung across the atmosphere. Gross. It's always the one from that lives underground that you can't trust. Exactly. So it's the basement dwelling weirdo. Yeah. To be fair, she's not underground yet. That, that that's true. It technically doesn't yeah. exist. I I, I I buried the lead by giving her title first. But uh, Eberron, witnessing the betrayal, uh, leapt upon Kyber. The two wrestled for a time, and while Eberron could not defeat Kyber, hmm. she was able to bind bind her treacherous sister within her scales, becoming a living prison, a world with intent to contain Kyber's evil for all time. Okay. So, oh, sister, hold it. Yeah, I, I call them sister, but they, I don't know if they're blood, like actually blood, or just yeah, you know, related in some. They sense. They were created by the same immense flash of light out in space at some point. Presumably, yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of recorded history, so we don't know. Yeah, but. They do that in a few different things, like holding the most evil thing within yourself kind of thing, and that's cool. It's called sin eating uh, in some religious circles. It used to be a job. Oh, I thought sin eating was fellatio. That too. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Times change. Yeah, so uh, Kyber leaps upon Cyberus, tears him apart, throws him into the sky. He becomes a dragon above. Eberron grabs Uh. Kyber, shoves her into herself, and... uh, Eberron becomes the dragon between, and Kyber becomes the dragon below, kind of okay. trapped beneath Eberron. Okay. Oh, wow. But, like, the below isn't so up and down. It's, like, below, like, within kind of thing. That's... Yeah, I mean... Stuffed into her pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not exactly clear. Like, it's never confirmed that, like, this is a planet or a globe. You know, this could be flat Earth. Yeah. So yeah. it could be, like, below. It could be just, like, lying on her. Like, or uh, there are, like, three you know, fucking magic dragons existing out in space. Exactly. So it, is, is there an up? Yeah, it's it, kind of poetic. It could be, like, a seventh grader and a fifth grader wrestling, and the fifth seventh grader's, like, sitting on the fifth grader's head, and it's just like, oh, yeah, now you're trapped below me. You know? Oh, yeah. I really wish you wouldn't bring up real things. Would you, man, Jamie? Existing sandbox trauma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Cyberus's shattered form would orbit the planet, becoming the golden dragon shard said to be the source of all magic. 
Eberron would become the world, the source of all natural life, and Wicked Kyber would become the Underdark, the source of aberrations and fiends, forever seeking to escape her prison and lay waste to the world uh, above. Ah, yes. So we've talked about Underdark in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on our Illithid episode, our Mind Flayer episode, yeah. that's where the Mind Flayers live. They are from outer space in Faerun. Uh, I didn't look up where the Illithid are from or if they exist in Eberron. Oh, okay. But presumably nice. they do, because... You can take any monster stat block from 5e and put it in Eberron, and you shouldn't have a problem. Cool. So uh, we'll say, uh, yeah, Mind Flayer's still living down there in the Underdark, which is Kyber. Cool. So all sorts of life began to sprout on Eberron. Elves, dwarves, humans, gnomes, orcs, and even dragons. Regular old dragons. Dorgans. Uh, the dragons were some of the more advanced uh, races, uh, especially at first, perhaps, since their world had been made... Both by and from great dragons, uh, yeah. though they were still primitive compared to modern fantasy standards. So everything is... Dragons still killing each other with clubs because yeah. they haven't invented fire breath yet. <laughs> this is... So pretty much everything is taking place that I, I've said over 10 million years ago. Oh. Because the next age starts like 10 million years uh, BC, which is like such a trope in fantasy where it's like this generation or this this king or this king's lineage ruled for 10,000 years. And it's like, no, he didn't. Nobody's ruled for 10,000 years. Why would you put that in your... Like, I know it's fantasy, but, like, generations rise and fall. Every single civilization humanity has known has risen and fallen in the last 10,000 years. Yeah. Like, so it's just, like, a common trope with fantasy where it's, like, this is, you know, 10 million years. Like, the writer of this does not understand how long a million years is. Like, How long do you think you could lead, Ethan? I don't know. 10 million years? years? I, may, I could do the better part of a year, I think. Better part of a year? Yeah, I think like, so. Which months? Oh, I do the. I take the the winter months. I think I would, I'd like my summers off. You know? Okay, so, <laughs> that's yeah. why I would give it up voluntarily. I'd be like, well, but I just want to go have picnics in the park. <laughs> <laughs> what about the ten millennia goal that you had set out before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what uh, the uh, sun came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ten more millennia. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, the dragons of Eberron are a little different from traditional Dungeons and Dragons dragons. I didn't think about that when I wrote that. Uh, and at least as much as their... <laughs> D&D apostrophe D. Yeah. Uh, D&D colon D. Yeah. And at least as much as their alignment is not inherently tied to their race. So in Dungeons and Dragons... It was possessive. Wouldn't it be a, a, an apostrophe or not a colon? Dungeons and Dragons is not possessive. I didn't say Dungeons and Dragons is dragons. Oh, okay. I said Dungeons and Dragons dragons. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I got confused as to what you were saying there. So, yeah, <laughs> I saw a triple apostrophe on Reddit that, that was used corrective, like correctly. Oh yeah. It was like, oh, fuck, I, I can't remember it now, but it was a quote, but also a possessive, and then a plural that required an s apostrophe okay. on the end. Oh okay. yeah. And all three of them just hit it in the same place, and it was a correct use of a triple nice. apostrophe. Ah, uh, the elegance of the natural world. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in Dungeons and Dragons, if you have a gold dragon, they're always good. If, oh, okay, if you have a red right. dragon, they're always evil. Uh, Wait, so gold is good, red is evil? Yeah, any uh, so uh, metallic dragons are always good, or okay. at worst neutral. And um, chromatic dragons, so like red, black, green, uh, white, are always evil, or neutral at best. Okay. Um, this is not the case in Eberron, so you can have like a uh, red dragon who's good, or a gold oh, dragon okay. who's evil. It's cool. less, it's... Like, in canon, less common. Like, they are drawn, drawn towards their natural tendencies. But. Mm. Similarly, the races of Eberron vary slightly. While playing in a Faerunian Dungeons & Dragons campaign, it's assumed that every dwarf speaks Dwarven. Like, if you make a dwarf, you get to speak Dwarven. That's in the rules. Whereas uh, in Eberron, it's more dependent on where you play. So if you're born in Z Zalargo, your dwarf will speak Gnomish. He won't speak Dwarven because they speak Gnomish okay. in Zalargo. Which oh, okay. makes so much more sense. Then, yeah. like, you're born with the natural ability to speak a language. I'm curious. What are some of the languages in Dungeons & Dragons that you remember off the top? There's trade. 
they're so common, common. Is, is the trade speak so everybody yeah. gets to speak trade there's like Orin, which is the language of primordials there's draconic okay. there's sylvan which is like the language of the feywild there's okay. elvish there's gnomish there's dwarven there's orc there's goblin there's okay. undercommon which is the trade tongue of the underworld or the yeah. underdark cool. fish people probably Probably fish, fish people. people. Too. <laughs> probably, probably fish people too. Just frantic <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, this might not have been the case while the continent was so young. Uh, these fledging races would develop into the forces we know today in more than a little time, ten over ten million years at least. So yeah, that makes sense. Through that though, that little time might be bumpy. So we all all the dwarves evolved from like single-celled animals with beards yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just floating in the primordial just beards floating in a primordial yeah ooze. exactly yeah. someone left the microwave on for 10 million years yeah. and <laughs> just crack open the burgess shale just find like a perfectly fossilized beard yeah. <laughs> so as soon as kyber was imprisoned she began to plan her next scheme before long the malicious sister would unleash hordes of demons upon the world summoned from the depths of her own soul these forces were, un- were wholly unanticipated by the relatively young mortal people now finding their place on the surface of Eberron. I can imagine. And this is going to lead us into the Age of Demons. Rakshasas and night hags poured out from the Underdark to overwhelm the land above. War would rage for nearly 10 million years, a ludicrous amount of time, that, Yeah. <laughs> while the still primitive races of Eberron did their best to save them off while also staying alive. How do you evolve into any kind of civilization during a 10 million year war? 10 million years, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's a night hag? Uh, night hags are they're demons they're not, nothing that special rakshasas are uh, upright tigers with backwards hands that's pretty cool <laughs> backwards Wait, with, hands? So they're, they're they... right, their right hand is on their left arm and their left hand is on their right arm so yeah. their thumbs point down I was, that's exactly what yeah. I was going to say okay that, <laughs> that's dumb that's, that sounds like a last minute change where it's just like I don't know man tiger people <laughs> not mean, foreign enough yeah, your tiger your tiger guy is kind of like kind of looks just like a tiger with clothes on yeah yeah but what about this? Uh, no, uh, yeah. no, his hands are backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This is like an artist who couldn't draw hands. Has like tried so hard and got them backwards. Like fuck it, I'm not redoing yeah. it. <laughs> Drawing hands is hard. Yeah, uh, that's what I, I hear. I've never resulted to flipping them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I picture them putting like drawing the perfect hand, yeah, yeah. but it's hard in the way that they just put it upside yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I finally did it. What's wrong with them? Oh fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have drawn in pen. You're uh, like trying to hold your beer can with like with your hand backwards. I just imagine the fact that they have like, for some reason, they still use the same cans and bottles, but have s- invented like loop straws <laughs> yeah. to like, catch everything that falls yeah. out. Just upside they down. Only hold things upside yeah. down. Yeah, uh, night eggs. I pictured as like the crones from Witcher. Like I don't know what to think for them, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I can look up uh, a banshee lady. Picture of a night hag from. Everyone. I would love that. I'll do my best to describe it here on the air so uh they're tall they're blue they look kind of like hags and they wear rags oh and they have horns they could have been a, a oh, rag horns is yeah horny oh. like, horny ladies oh yeah they look okay. like a hag. cool I, I, I haven't looked them up but that's more or less what i was picturing they're creepy. Like kind of classic fantasy hag picture of a classic fantasy hag yeah and you, yeah. you'd be uh, pretty close sorry i just closed the my script because jamie's got me all fucked up looking up shit that Don't i wasn't worry. ready I've to prepared about. one so, so- uh, I, I, I got it back up Okay. Yeah, the internet's so fast. You're good, James. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, demons overran the continents, taking control for so long that it's amazing any history survived the time. The first children of Kyber, the demonic overlords known as the Navakti, would rule the realm with cold, uncaring fists 
for nine million years. Are these backwards fists or regular fists? Uh, half backwards, half regular. Oh, okay. The night hags have regular fists. Oh, okay. That's, it would rule the, with, with that's, iron backwards fists. That's, that's the secret to ruling so effectively is that uh, you have half the population with regular fists and yeah. the other half of the population with backwards fists so they never fight over resources. They just all uh, have yes. two left hands or two right hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They wouldn't, they wouldn't fight over resources because everybody would need like, oh, we need this right side up oil. Well, yeah, you guys exactly. need all the upside down oil. You guys have the upside down oil. For upside down cars. That's it. <laughs> Pass me that tool. Uh, this is a right-handed uh, screwdriver. Yeah. Oh, I need the left-handed screwdriver. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> That's like one of those tools that does not need to be yeah. one or the other. They also, ha- they also have a right and a left hand, and they're just backwards. <laughs> so. Uh, I'll figure something out for that. We have demons. Ruling the land, ruling the dragons, ruling the fledgling common races, although in what forms they existed, it's unknown. We have elves, but they're monkeys instead of elves. You know what I mean? With pointy ears. Yeah. Big red asses. Mon- yeah, mon- yeah. <laughs> monkeys with uh, huge sex organs and big red asses and strong gray matter muscles and pointy ears. And that's an, that's an elven gorilla. <laughs> He just flung his own magic at me. <laughs> uh, elves only do that in captivity, though. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's also the fledgling dragons. Uh, eventually, the blue dragon sage, Aurelano, Aurelanastrix. Ar- uh, Icelandic's not so easy now. He's yeah. an idiot. Aurelanastrix rediscovered uh-huh. an ancient prophecy laid down before the Age of Demons began. So he was like walking along, along Eberron one day, and he like looks up at Cyberus, and he's like, oh, look. Cyberus left us a message. Did we ever think to to look up before, guys? And they're like, nah. The we float- can fly, so we look now. Yeah. <laughs> the floating uh, dragon carcass just has, like, one of those plane messages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a banner behind it. It's just, like, his eyeball, like, floating floating through the cosmos. <laughs> Elf monkey, will you marry me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's... Howtostopdemons.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> will you marry me? <laughs> this is called the Draconic Prophecy, and in Eberron, it's, like, dragons are obsessed with it. They like all they do is like sit and brood and like consider the prophecy. Which They're like, is, like monks, basically. They read tea leaves and they look at the stars and they look at the wheel of time and they like try and read the future. And like some people say it's like this is like the history of all things that have ever that have happened so far. And other people say like this is you know the events that will happen for the rest of all time. Okay. Um, in the draconic prophecy, they find purpose and organize once more to oppose the demonic invaders. So they're like one day sitting around, they see uh, their daddy Cyberus like floating through floating through space, and they see his little <laughs> severed talon floating through with a, a trailing banner behind it. It's just get a fucking job, <laughs> join the army if you don't know what to do. And, and all the dragons are like, okay, I guess we'll join the army now. Then. <laughs> uh, I've just become extra conscious of the sticker you have on your laptop right now of Goku naked with Spider Man. Goku butt fucking Spider Man. <laughs> That's always been on this laptop. Every single time we've done this podcast. After you said daddy, I just like my eyes were right there. <laughs> you found that that's uh, at Extra Fabulous on uh, Twitter. Okay, nice. Extra Fabulous Comics. Yeah, I've gave seen. me that sticker. Nice. Uh, when I bought one of his original prints. Cool. Anyway, look at if you look up Goku fu- but fu- Goku butt fucking Spider Man on nope. Google, this exact picture and the rest of the comic that it's attached to will probably come up. I can't imagine there's many more pictures like that. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, guys. Google it to work. Yeah. <laughs> or on the bus. So, at the heat of this prophecy, uh, the dragons would also ally with the Kuatl, 
uh, a race of celestial, shape-changing immortals who most often take the form of radiant, winged serpents. I was going to ask if, about that. Yes. Like, like Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Just uh, like I'm not going to. I don't remember the civilization uh, who he's associated with, but he is a South American wind god. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, giant snake with wings. Yes, can fly. His brother is in legend uh, said to be the animal that became the axolotl. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. Huh. That's pretty common in fantasy too. You get that in Pokemon. There's like yeah. the the small dra- like Dratini. I think is one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, World of Warcraft That's has a bunch a, of those. I think Dratini is a dragon though. This is a snake. Yeah. Well, Dratini is like a. It becomes a dragon. A dragon. It's like a letter S with it's eyes. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, aren't snakes? Aren't snakes just skinny dragons? They're failed serpents and uh, failed dragons in Dark Souls. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, the war would wage once more for over another million years. Good God. The dragons with their newfound allies slowly turning the, side, the tides and draconic heroes rising up, or giving rise to tales of mighty saviors who would eventually be lauded as gods known as the Sovereign. So, in modern-day Eberron, there are gods known as, like, the Sovereign, and it's seven gods, I think? Seven or nine gods uh, who are, like, the, there's the Traveler and there's a couple others. Um, and there's some theory that it was these dragons some of these dragons in this time who became those gods okay uh, in the war against the demons did they bequeath their marks upon the upper class of the city no not not those we actually won't get into the dragon marks and where they come from oh on this episode i was because originally i wanted to do a uh an episode on the last war like the the thing that happened right before this like where eberron is now and okay current day eberron Big fucking air quotes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Year 10 million. Yeah. Everon. Head just starts fucking spinning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the um, last war just seems like a bad thing to call a war because, like, eventually you're going to have to rewrite the textbooks again. Exactly. It's hopeful. Yeah. It, it, Do you yeah, guys know when presumptuous. the term when uh, the term World War One was first coined? Uh, after World War Two. No, well before World War Two. Really? It was in, like, 1922 years after the, the war. There was a journalist who called it World War One. Because he knew a second world war would start. Because everyone was like, "Treaty of Versailles, uh, it's not going to end well for anyone." Yeah, <laughs> especially not Germany. Yeah, yeah. Well, it almost did. <laughs> um, the Great War. So uh, the dragons are fighting alongside these coatls, these uh, winged serpents, these psionic, great godlike snakes. Um, <laughs> Why Scottish? <laughs> Despite their uh, Aztec name, they actually all have Scottish accents. Oh, they all talk yeah. like proper Scots. <laughs> they can shapeshift, so they choose their appearance and noise, and this is what they settled on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the Navakti, however, the demon overlords, would not be so easily defeated. They united as well against the combined forces of dragons and Coatl. The Coatl, seeing that the cause would be lost otherwise, and they also, their prophet, along with the, dra- the blue dragon prophet, they found the prophecy together. Oh, okay, uh, cool. So they both read, like, hey, we all have a part to play in this upcoming war or whatever. And apparently the Coatl part was to sacrifice most of their number as well as their immortal essence to form the silver flame and bind the first children of Kyber for all time within the dragon, si- dragon shards of Sybaris. Okay. So so they bind them within dragon shards. Yes. Yeah. So okay. they, they create something called the silver flame, which is, like, uh, a deity that is worshipped in modern-day Eberron, and it's, like, a tangible thing. Uh where humans can't even pray to the silver flame because it's too powerful. They have to pray to, like, a conduit god who can pray to the silver flame for them. Cool. Because otherwise they just get, like, burned up by it. Their prayer, yeah, their, their prayers are answered, but their prayers are answered, like, and it's way too hardcore. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> like, wow. oh no, my dick got 22 inches bigger. <laughs> Your head explodes. Like. <laughs> Naturally, the first thing someone would pray for. A bigger dick. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you guys pray for, but. I mean that, but I don't have to worry about the silver flame. Yeah, exactly. I've actually just been counteracting Ethan's bigger dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, why nothing gets that's why nothing changed. That's why nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in sacrificing themselves, the Kawadal would also impart some gifts on the world. They gifted their form and some psionic ability into loyal humans to create the Shulasakar, a race of rare psionic humanoids resembling feathered serpent folk. Cool. The Coatl also touched the dreams of the lizard folk that dwell in the jungles of Eberron. Even 100,000 years later, the lizard folk are guided by dreams to remember the purpose of the dragon shards that house the essence of trapped overlords and seek to stop those who would release them. So there is a uh, evil Coatl god who wants to unleash all the... Um, or, or, an, evil, an evil lizard folk god who, is, uh, who used to be a Coatl who wants to release the, the demons for his own whatever evil purposes. And... Um, the Coatl imparted in all the lizard folk these dreams that say, like, don't let people, you know, touch the dragon shards above the, the planet because it's bad shit in there, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, dead, dead, open, don't inside or whatever. <laughs> uh, so, ultimately, the souls of the selfless Coatl would remain bound to the fiends they imprisoned for all time. High on their bittersweet victory, the dragons would retreat to the far-off continent of Argonison to contemplate their prophecy. With the demons defeated and the dragons retreating to solitude, now would rise the Age of Giants. So the giants rise from the ruins of the Dragon Fiend Wars to establish a civilization on the continent of Zendrik. They enslave the primitive elves, which, was, which has the inadvertent effect of pulling the first of the common races out of their primitive state. So they, okay. they were like monkeys, but dragons took them and said like, or giants took them and said like, hey, you're going to wash dishes now. And they're like, ooga, ooga, dishes? Uga uh, uga soap. Okay. What? And they're like, so the dragons or the I keep saying dragons. The giants pull them into their civilization, and so this very primitive race now gets like culture shock to see. You Fed know, them their nutritious leftovers and yeah, exactly. But yeah. also well, like technology fast pass too, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they see a lot of the things that the giants can do. Broom. Uh, the dragons traveling to an ancient site of battle with the demons, just like a couple dragons. One day they're traveling to an ancient site of battle, just to, like check it out and consider their prophecy. Blah, blah, Make sure blah, it's blah. not cursed or haunted or some shit. Exactly. They make contact with the giants and and they decide to teach them the secrets of arcane magic so dragons know how to cast spells they're like hey you guys are pretty big and cool whatever we'll teach you how to cast spells too uh so giants breaking all stereotypes master the arts and use it to create beautiful wonders unequaled in the modern day they i assume that they use their magic to make make dollhouses and the elves were like these are just regular houses <laughs> <laughs> uh so the indentured elves largely ignored by the giants would watch and they would learn uh-oh. They're watching them cast their spells and do their thing, do their little magic. They're like, that seems pretty cool, Ooga Booga. That was cool that you set up <laughs> you set up the washing thing and then also watching. So it, it felt like you had a double meaning. They would watch and learn. What, like wash and they learn. They would wash yeah. and learn. Yeah, the way that you said it, too. I thought you said wash. I'm a master of comedy and piff, so okay. you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't sound so surprised, James. Uh, pun totally not intended. If that even counts as a pun. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. So, Magical so, giants. So some 40,000 years ago before, big ass fucking air quotes, modern day Eberron, a race of evil invaders known as the Quarry from the plain of Dalquor, the one plane I said we were going to talk about, you guys remember which one it was? Was it the Shadow, shadow no. Realm? No. no. I never no, mentioned I the Shadow it's Realm. It's the Feyway... No, you you mentioned the fairy court. <laughs> <laughs> it's the plane of dreams. Oh. The, the quarry from the plane of Dalcor would go to war with the giants. Okay. These dreamers 
from the plane of dreams are invading. Uh, they are evil. all the giants are trying to punch, but their punches just like yeah, are like pillows. Super, super yeah, yeah, yeah. Like underwater. Yeah. <laughs> they try and scream. They can't scream. Yeah, their teeth are falling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's wearing pants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One you guys just coming by accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh my god, he's in the middle of a battle. Like, oh no, I gotta go change. <laughs> the plane of wet dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, teeth fall out comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my fetish. Uh, <laughs> Doors uh, don't lead to where you remember they lead. It's yeah. all very confusing. Yeah. So you're not entirely wrong because uh, the Dakori have the ability to like from their plane they can invade the dreams of uh, people on the material plane. They okay. can manifest dreams. And like whether that is like make them sleepwalk and like attack one guy and like get one kill or, or just like make them afraid of spiders and then come to battle with a bunch of spiders. Okay. So Freddy Krueger's from D and D. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Cool. Now Lord Boy's canon. Freddy Krueger is from the Eberron setting of D and D. Oh, okay, cool. Very forward looking of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when he was around in the eighties, seventies, seventies, eighties, killing those kids, it was he he. You know, sur- probably survived World War Two at this point when he melted Johnny Depp with dragons. Sure, yeah, I never actually seen. No, 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 I've seen the first one. Too. I was worried to say the name of the movie because I thought I would mix it up with the Jason one. That's Jason is uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, yeah. I was going to say that, so yeah. I'm glad I did. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Is Nightmare on Elm Street? Obviously, yeah. Uh, That's what they call the War of the Giants. nightmare on giant elm street (laughs) (laughs) jamie lee curtis is like 40 feet tall (laughs) no that's my fetish falling out her window (laughs) so wait no fuck me that's halloween uh, who knows i don't know was she in both maybe i don't don't think so so some forty thousand years ago these (laughs) these quarry these quarry invade the invaders were fierce, and the continent, continent of Zendrik would be plunged into war once more for a thousand years this time. That's like, still a ridiculously yeah. long time frame for a war. A thousand years. Yeah, like Europe did it for like 107 or something. And it was insane. People yeah. were like, well, this, this war's gone down too long. People like lived and died of old age during Pe- that war. People, there was a, wow. a 34 year long war, and they were like, we're going to call this the 100 year war because it feels like it's taken 100 <laughs> years. <laughs> um, so. The giants fight bravely against the invaders, but they're slowly losing the war, being driven back and losing regret, losing ground against the quarry. Uh, despite desperate, seeing their civilization nearing collapse, the giant the giants assemble in the greatest unveiling of the secret magic shown to them by the dragons. They use their magic to throw the entire plane of Dalcor out of planar alignment, forever sealing it away from the material plane. That's fucking wild. So they cut off all all reinforcements. They're like, no more dreaming on our material plane, motherfuckers. Okay, you go to sleep, it's lights out, and then you wake up. You don't remember a fucking thing. No, yeah, no, you know, in the in the words of in the immortal words of Mitch Hedberg, no, suddenly build, having to build a go kart with your ex landlord. Yeah, just, <laughs> you're good. I, I've Clean listened to a, forever I'm, now. Listen to a lot of Mitch Hedberg. I haven't heard that one. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Geez, like dreams are crazy. Yeah, one minute I'm I'm going to sleep. The next minute I have to build a go kart with my ex landlord. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of weird goddamn dreams. Man. So uh, they're like, we're gonna throw a big magic fireball at you and knock your whole plane out of existence before we get too long off of dreams i just want to share this on the air because i'll probably forget it too and i want to remember it a friend's dad shot put me in a dream and it was the coolest feeling ever <laughs> and now i want to be shot put in real life but there's no one big enough to do it mm, maybe, maybe there's so you just gotta keep looking how far could someone get, shot it, get on grinder dude You'll find someone. Dude, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> I just for- want to be thrown eight feet in a straight line. M- <laughs> M- 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 M4M M who can shot put me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put 
threw me over the shoulder and just like, sh- like I went flying, yeah. dude. It, it was like it was, nothing I've ever felt like before. Uh, like the feeling of flying in dreams is always my absolute favorite feeling. So yeah. I've, I've had like more than a few lucid dreams in my life. And I can all, as the first thing I do is I always try and fly. And then I realize I'm lucid dreaming and I just fly around. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I've had flying dreams and they've always been like Kirby-esque where I have to like, <gasps> oh, and then oh. I can just jump and I'll float longer. Like that's your, alarms. That, that yeah. has got to be your sleep apnea coming through, man. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Holding you're your right. breath, man. You're right, dude. I, I die a lot in my sleep. I've been thinking about it. My heart's not in good shape from this. I need to get a machine. Get a CPAP. Yeah. So, for every uh, CPAP force having an equal and opposite reaction. CPAP reaction. Yeah, CPAP reaction. Uh, the consonant, for every time Jamie stops breathing in his sleep, he starts dr- breathing in his sleep. Uh, <laughs> starts just, breathing in his dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the consonant of Zendrick is rocked. Huge swaths of it crumbling into the sea, leveling forests and cities. So the, the force of the magic unleashed upwards towards the, the plain of Qualdor, um, or, yeah, Dalcor, excuse me. Yeah. Um, shove the rest of it down. Shove the rest of it down and like destroyed the continent. You know, left it in ruins basically. Yikes. The dragons, even on the distant continent of Argonison, feel the reverberations of the magic, and they take notice of the fervor with which the giants unleashed such devastating magic. And they're like, hmm. Did we? Uh, did somebody? Uh, somebody teach somebody how to, to cast spells? Like, yeah, uh, I did before we left. Why? Did you? Uh, so I was just. I was. You know. I was, about to make a phone call here. I noticed the phone lines were down. I uh, turned on the news. There was a giant magic explosion over on Zendrick. You didn't happen to teach those uh, those guys over on Zendrick, huh? I don't remember, but I, I left it somewhere. Well, the fucking internet is down, okay? Because they fucking decided to set off a bomb over there. And I, you know, I, my, my grandmother's in the hospital. I'm waiting for a phone I call. I haven't phone had a dream in weeks, and I got a nut. Yeah. 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 Porn. <laughs> all, all, all of a sudden, can't dream either. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, man, but I wish you wouldn't do that. Uh, so the Giants may have won the war, but it was at a cost. Oh, if, if wet dreams were the only way, that would be such a disappointing thing, wouldn't it? Because it feels so uncontrollable. Yeah. People would start meditating and shit, like trying to get into their subconscious. Wait, can you guys, can you guys consciously come? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay good. Cause... Only, only when I'm building the go-kart with my landlord. Yeah, well, exactly. yeah. No, I, I'm awake, but it's not a conscious effort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just it's like happened. a sneeze. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's 12, 12 sneezes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so even another millennium later, so they fought the war for a, for a thousand years. A, a thousand years after the end of the war, Zendrick would still be ravaged by the magical backlash. The continent and its giant rulers were racked with horrific curses and virulent plagues. So it's kind of like magic. It's like a magic nuke, and this is the magic fallout. This is the magic fallout. Make, causing magic cancer. So the elves having... Magic, magic birth defects. Yeah, exactly. Like upside down hands. Ma- Good magic metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, magic Jamie. <laughs> so the elves... Man, that is a disappointing magic mic. Uh, <laughs> so the elves, having been slaves for over 40,000 years at this point, used the weakened state of their masters as an opportunity to revolt. Having spent thousands of years watching their masters use magic, the elves had, pro- had proven they had an affinity for it themselves. The revolt was successful. The elves attacking their masters at weak points and driving the giants back. The giants, having resorted to weapons of mass destruction before, were not so squeamish they wouldn't try it again, even though they'd spent a thousand years suffering from the fallout of the last nuke they dropped. Right. Be, be <laughs> I would rather it. more birth defects yeah. than ever to wash my own dishes, right? goddammit. Yeah. It's it's really like, uh, to, to parallel World War II, like, the, Japan had nuked their own cities, and then... They like there was another war like a bit later. They're like, well, fucking, we'll nuke our cities again, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Not afraid to do this. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't tempt me, I'm crazy. Whereas in real life, they completely demilitarized and haven't had a standing army since. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so this time, uh, so the giants are like, okay, we're getting the nuke ready. Boys, let's, uh, let's all get together and start casting spells. The elves did not have this mastery over magic that the giants did. So this time, the dragons would intervene. They're like, fucking Geiger counter's going off. Somebody's prepping some nukes. Fucking Iran's got weapons of mass destruction. Let's roll out, boys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Operation Dragon Storm. Yeah. <laughs> Sensing another powerful ritual taking place, the dragons mobilized, unleashing their own might against the giants before they could unleash their destruction. The Age of Giants was ended, and many of the elves flee to, diff- to different continents, while the ones who remain on Zendrick would form the drow. So, oh, Dark Elves. Yeah, so kind, nice. it was kind of like the latent magic and curses and all that stuff formed the Dark Elves. Okay. Instead of just a product of being in the Underdark. So Drow in Dungeons & Dragons are from the Underdark, and it's from living underground that they're dark and evil. Uh, in Eberron, it's because they live on a cursed continent. Okay. Over time, the other common races of Eberron would rise, forming their own civilization and empires, and would eventually lead to the Eberron of today. They would, you know, form... Um, Corvair is the main continent of Eberron, uh, especially in 5th edition, the latest expansions, and it's where uh, the Great War takes place. Uh, the Great War is between human civilizations, well, human, uh, common race civilizations. So it's like um, a war, like a world war, essentially, that, you know, divides the continent. Like I said, there was five great dragon-marked houses. Uh, those five would go to war with two others, and they would all faction up, and by the end of it, I think there's 13... Uh, oh, okay, cool. Canonical factions in Eberron nowadays. And uh, that's pretty much the history and prehistory of Eberron. I like it. Coming yeah. in. Coming in. Cool I beans. like it a lot. I can see why Saucy said this is their favorite setting. Uh, yeah. It's really neat. It's it's definitely it's definitely like a cool setting. I was like super stoked to get it, uh, get the, the campaign guide as a, uh, as as a, a gift, gift for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That said, I never can seem to find the time to actually run games, so... You know, Dude. I did run one great one shot over the holidays, which was a lot of fun. But. We should do it though. Like I, I'd be down if we set a day and it was always the same day, and I could work my schedule yeah. around it. I would be down to do it. I'd yeah. be down to do that too. Yeah. Um, maybe it'd have to be a weekday, but the, the listeners don't have to listen to this. No, we can uh, we can we, we yeah. can schedule our own. Yeah. Like that's it. Unless <laughs> unless they want us to stream it and they, they could tweet at us or that's a hell of a lot easier to schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Do. yeah. Someone please sponsor me so I can get a new PC so I can stream all my WoW raids. Yeah. <laughs> I love I'd love to show you how fun it is. But. Someone please sponsor me so I can just build a lot of Dungeons & Dragons one-shots and not go to work. Somebody yeah. sponsor me so, yeah, I don't have to work anymore and draw more and write more and yeah. all that shit. Someone sponsor me so I can have shoes. I need shoes. It's cold in Canada. It is cold. He walks around barefoot all the time. <laughs> this guy's crazy. I keep telling you to get bread bags at the very least. <laughs> so, <laughs> bread bags. It's on my feet. I love it. Yeah. What's, what's he going to do? Go and buy bread? He can't even afford shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Just dump the bread out in the market and then leave with the bag. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. You're not technically paying for the bag. You're only paying for the bread. You so, ever see that? Yeah. The bag is free. <laughs> that picture of the person who's like kneeling to get to the bottom bread on the rack at the grocery store, but has taken two breads from the top rack and is putting it under their knees no. and his pads <laughs> to get the bottom bread. No, that's pretty funny. That's like the hammering the spoon in a different yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you like the show, please tweet us, leave us a review. It, it's like the best way uh, for uh, for new listeners to hear us, hear our voices, and, yes. and get in their old ear holes or not holes. Was that a sound? Was that a sound check? That was a sound check. You said you had ear flaps, not ear holes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so never mind. Never mind that joke. If you just listen to that joke, forget it. Uh, my name. <laughs> my name is Ethan Palmer. Has been, uh, is, and always will be 
Ethan Palmer. Uh, I'm at Ethan the Dead Man on Twitter. Uh, we're Loreboys Podcast at gmail.com or contact at Loreboys.com uh, or at Loreboys on Twitter. We're at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram and we're the Loreboys on Facebook. Uh, confusing. We know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> poorly planned. We know. We're amateurs. Well, yeah. We even have a marketing major in the in the group. Well, uh, you weren't one back then. No. I, I, well, was I? Maybe. I don't I know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't wish know if we I had made all our decisions before Ethan decided to get educated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, th- thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with James, uh, you can. Um, Real quick now, Jamie. We do this every week. Google James Miller. You'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> now go ahead and touch with Peter. Uh, at Pete O'Donoghue on Twitter, at Loreboys Podcast on the old Instagram. Uh, we've got our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Loreboys, mm-hmm. uh, which is for money. Thank you for everybody who has already subscribed. If you wish to, please do go for it. Um, you can choose the episode we do. Yeah. People do that. Then we just, yeah. we're a slave to whatever you, you we'll say. Be. We're an elf. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say, but make sure when you pay for pay us for an episode, we're watching you cast magic. Yeah. Wait, yeah. is Santa a giant and elves are elves? Nah. Because oh. yeah, the elves in the North Pole are kind of like slaves, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure they are. So uh, join our Discord for more great uh, great conversations like this one. Yeah, are the elves slaves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you want to support the show and you don't quite trust uh, Patreon, we do always uh, offer Lore Boys Premium. We have a, a pretty special offer uh, this week. You guys uh, send us a couple uh, old socks in the mail, and uh, we'll free all our elves because we got some elves on retainer over here. And uh, all we need to do is we need to give them a piece of clothing, and they can go free. I thought we were just going to darn them and send them back. Oh, Oh, sorry. Dude, I don't want I don't want the listeners to know about my sock darning fetish. Oh, excuse me. Wingardium lore boys out. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 